Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. The waiting game is just about over. In a matter of hours, the Lions will take on the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs as we officially kick off the 2023 NFL season. Welcome in to the Lombardi line on VEASAN and DraftKings Network alongside former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, who's out on the East Coast. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, live at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We're covering all the angles of the big game. We've also got news or noise coming up in a moment. We're going to wrap up this hour, our NFL awards futures talk, our final selections of who if we were making the bet today we would take for certain awards and also get into all things contest because we've got our first week of survivor our first week of against the spread contest vp of circa mike palm is going to join us for the last half hour of this show for anybody who might have missed hour one make sure you download the lombardi line and podcast form wherever you get your podcast but michael despite this being a game that we have been discussing for months. Of course, the week of the game, we get the wrinkles with for sure no Chris Jones and now Travis Kelsey's, Kelsey's status in the air. But you made the point last segment, which I think is worth revisiting here, that even if Kelsey plays, if you're Dan Campbell, you're telling your defense, okay, let's test that knee. How good is Travis Kelsey today? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, there's fans think when a player is injured and he plays, it's, oh my God, he's playing. That's great. Well, there's level of play, right? We have to determine, is he still effective? You know, guys try. Uh, Kelsey wants to play really badly. He wants to keep that thing going. He wants to be out there in a uniform, see that banner get lifted. He played a huge part. He's tremendous. But for me as an executive, if he's not close to 100% with the season being as long as it is, doesn't make a lot of sense because it's going to be a physical game. I mean, it's going to be a very physical game. Teams are anxious. Everybody's enthusiastic. No one's taking a playoff. And so you're going to have to be prepared. Plus, where he is so effective is when he's in space and he runs with it after the catch and he pushes off and he's got great quickness and he's that receiver that's hard to cover. And if he doesn't have that burst or that acceleration in and out of his cuts, which you need with a healthy knee, he becomes a very average player. And that's what Aaron Glenn's going to be looking for in the first quarter. He's going to watch him. I mean, I fully expect him to try to give it a go unless Andy Reid mm-hmm. does 
what Andy Reid tried to do to Patrick Mahomes in a conference championship game. I said, I'm not playing. You go get an x-ray. You know, unless Andy Reid puts his foot down, this kid's going to try to play. And even then, how much did Patrick Mahomes fight it? No, I want to be in there. I want to be in there. And we know that Travis Kelsey is certainly that guy as well. Officially, officially listed as questionable with a bone bruise. He hyperextended his knee earlier this week at practice. And there's been some significant swelling from what we heard from his brother, Jason Kelsey. Although the CEO of the club earlier today did say he wouldn't bet on Travis Kelsey missing the game. So just keep that well, in you your go. back pocket as you get ready here. The line has moved after being pretty steady all summer long at Chiefs minus six and a half. We see it minus four and a half. The total down from 54 and a half to 53, 53 and a half largely across the board. Um, I also want to talk more a little bit, Michael, about the Lions side of things because I don't think that we've talked enough about their offense because while, yes, Kansas right. City last year was setting records, number one offense in the league, Detroit was pretty darn good themselves last year, a top five offense. They added a couple new toys, including the rookie Jameer Gibbs, former num uh, number 12 overall pick out of the University of Alabama. A lot of excitement about how their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, might use him. What are you looking for from the Detroit offense today? Well, I'm looking for them to really control the line of scrimmage. And if you can control the line of scrimmage and you can effectively use the balance in your offense, which they will, one of the things you saw last year with Detroit was when Swift played, they were a different team. He was the he was the guy that accelerated their offense because of his versatility. You know, I know when Williams got into the red zone, you know, he scored touchdowns, but Swift only started eight games, right? He only played in eight games, but he was he's dynamic. And because of that, he becomes that that makes their offense so effective because of his versatility. You know, and I, and I think that's going to be the key, right? And then when you look at the second half of the season, he missed the Dallas game. He missed Seattle. They lost. He missed Minnesota. They lost. He missed the opener. They lost. But when he came back, he really, and even though he wasn't 100%, they only lost three of those games. He's kind of the difference maker. So if Gibbs is going to be like him, mm -hmm. if Gibbs is going to be like him and replace him, which is what I think the reason why the Lions made the move. The Lions probably sat in their team, their front offices, and said, look, we can't count on Swift being healthy. He makes us a different team. Let's get a better version of Swift. That led to the Gibbs pick. And you could see it because they were frustrated with his inability to stay on the field. I mean, there was one game he carried it 14 times against Jacksonville. They dominated the game. He had 62 yards. Then he went back against the, the, the Bears. He carried it 11 times for 78 yards. But in between, he didn't have another game where he was over 10 carries. So they know that element in their offense is so effective that they were willing to cash out Swift because he couldn't stay healthy and bring Gibbs in. Yeah, and they'll also have David Montgomery as a little bit of that ground-and-pound guy, but Jameer Gibbs, the do-it-all type of back that can catch some balls out of the backfield, be shifty. I'm really, really excited for him. And, um, and then also Jared Goff, who we talk so much about the the chief side of things in Patrick Mahomes numbers in season openers, but Jared Goff actually a perfect six and zero ATS in week one of his career, including two and zero with the Lions. Did throw we know a lot of early interceptions last year, but was able to figure out figure that out and work out the kinks the back half of the season. So uh, I'm curious yeah. how he's going to kind of manage the offense for them today. But Michael, well, Ellis, th go ahead. I think the key I think the key here is is and this is what I think Mike Samich said too is when they run the ball. It, that's what Goff needs. Goff needs a running game to utilize his play action. 
If they get behind in the game, that's when golf isn't effective. We saw it against Carolina. We saw it against New England last year. We saw it against Dallas. You know, he's an effective player when he can control when the run game's working and the play-action pass game's going, and they protect him. All right, Michael, got a couple quick rapid-fire news or noise headlines to run your way, but we got a new open to run first. Let's play it. Is it news? Corleone is a man who insists on hearing bad news immediately. Or just noise. Are you going to act like this is news? Just noise. Let's separate the impactful from the insignificant with one simple question. News or noise? All right. Stormy, you got to love it. You got Clemenza in anything, you got to love it. You got to love it. So Elliot and the crew, Ryan, everybody who puts these bad boys together. Major props. So cool. Look at the production value, Michael. Well, We're really Tom doing Hagen it in here. There, not Clemenza. I meant, it was meant Tom Hagen. I mean, how good was that? So oh good. My gosh. So good. Okay, let's get into some of these news or noise headlines. We're going to start with Cooper Cup because we do know Sean McVay said that he will miss the season opener against their NFC West opponent, Seattle, but now did not rule out the potential for placing Cup on injured reserve. Given all the issues that he's had with his hamstring, he even had to go to a specialist to see if they could figure out the root of the issue unsure. News or noise for this Rams team that Cooper Cup might be not unavailable beyond week one. Yeah, I think it's news, and I would count on him not being available. Um, remember when he first got injured, they said it was going to be – there was they're worried about it. it. They're calling this a hamstring, and they can call it a hamstring all they want. But there's something more going on here. His body's breaking down, Stormy. His mm-hmm. body is breaking down. He's had two elite seasons – and every other year, he's been very good. He's a good player. He's had two Hall of Fame seasons, and which has propped up his, his view. I was telling people pretty much all summer, why is Cup one of the highest-ranked fantasy football players in the league? I didn't understand it because he's going to have a hard time staying healthy. So I think he goes on IR. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to go on IR. And you feel for anybody who did their draft a a week or so ago thinking that Cooper Cup was going to be available from day one this year. And Sean McVay, he pulled the I'm not a doctor card, but did say it's not been a normal thing. There's a lot of gray behind this injury and said, I know it doesn't follow the standard protocol for when you're re-aggravating a soft tissue issue, hence why they were looking into it. The line right now, Seattle minus five and a half total 46 against the Rams for week one. Let's move it along. Quarterback Josh Dobbs is expected to be the starter for the Arizona Cardinals here in their opening week game against the Commanders, despite Jonathan Gannon still refusing to name an official starter. News or noise that Gannon continues to keep this close to the vest? Noise. We all know it's going to be Dobbs. They wouldn't have traded for Dobbs. Let me take you through how they get Dobbs. Drew Petzik is in there as the offensive coordinator. They see that Colt McCoy isn't very able to stay healthy or be effective in what they do. He's probably in in Monty Ossendorf's ear every day. Let's get Dobbs. See if they'll trade Dobbs. And then when Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson looks so good this summer, we can get this guy. Let's get him. That they got him to be the starter. They didn't get him to sit there and hold a clipboard. I think it's noise. Gannon said Wednesday to reporters, I ain't telling you anything, but the players know the plan. So there you go. I mean, it's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, just like, look, name the guy and and get on with it. You know what it does by not naming him? It shows you have no confidence in him. There's no advantage to not naming him. There's no advantage to not. I mean, that's the thing that's ridiculous. That's why it's noise. 
I'll be curious to see when we have Mike Palm join us in just a little bit how many people are going to be fading the Arizona Cardinals in this opening game, whether it's for the against the spread contest millions or for Survivor. Last one here, last 90 seconds. Carolina Panthers edge Brian Burns was at practice yesterday as he's been looking to get an extension on his contract. However, still far apart on an extension and questionable for the game this weekend. News or noise if, if Brian Burns isn't available? That's news. I mean, look, he's out there, but it's something going on. And the Bosa contract isn't going to help him because he's not as good a player as Bosa. So, you know, he's not as good a player as T.J. Watt. Like, for them not to get this deal done, it's a little bit something. He's asking for something that's not, a, not in the ballpark of where the Panthers see him as a player. Whenever there's a disconnect between the way the player sees himself, Jonathan Taylor, and the club and the league sees them, there's always going to be problems. I think it's really weird, though, the back and forth that we've had on him with the approach that he was going to be there and be available. He's practicing, but is he or is he not? It's a little much. Everybody changes their tune. I mean, look, look at Jonathan Williams. I I signed a paper. I'm going to play. That's what I did. I put pen to paper. Okay. Yeah, that's, the whole Jonathan Taylor situation has been has been crazy. We got to step aside here. When we return, we're putting a bow on our NFL awards talk. Offensive rookie of the year and coach of the year, as well as could there be another option for comeback player of the year beyond DeMar Hamlin? We will discuss it all in a moment. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Remember, everybody, the updated NFL betting guide is out now, and you're going to want to get it ASAP with week one coming up this weekend. Throughout this entire preseason, our VSEN experts have been reevaluating each and every team to help give you a betting edge. The updated guide has picks from all of our on-air hosts, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits and football contest strategies. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now's the time to come join us. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for as low as $19 a month 
or save 50% off that monthly price when you go ahead and do an annual subscription. Bet smarter all year long. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. And don't forget, if you use the promo code Lombardi, you'll also get a free copy of this bad boy when you use that promo code and do the annual subscription you won't want to miss it. And uh, I also heard a rumor, little birdie, if you email, if you email VEASAN, you might be able to get an autographed copy as well from our guy, Michael. Absolutely. Okay. That's, I mean, you're, you're doing good things for the people here. You know, it's an honor to sign a book. Trust me on that. It's very humbling and it's a, you appreciate people reading books. People don't read books very much anymore, you know? And so uh, it's, it's interesting. People don't go to bookstores. I just saw a video of Bill Clinton going into a bookstore in the Hamptons. It's kind of rare to see it. But, you know, I appreciate it. So why not? I mean, you know, it's a, it's an honor to sign somebody's book. It really is. No, it's awesome. And I know I've said it time and time again, but really congratulations. It's so awesome and glad to see it finally out there on display for people to get their hands on it, open it up and create some of the discussion. We have a discussion of our own to have yeah. right now as it pertains to some of these NFL futures uh, in the awards market. Throughout the course of the week, we've broke down, we, we broke down MVP as well as Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. We did defensive rookie yesterday and so now we're on to the offensive rookie of the year award Bijan robinson is the favorite the new running back for the atlanta falcons plus 275 we also had three quarterbacks michael that were drafted in the top four of this year's draft all of them are going to start so there's a lot of young talent across the board who did you go ahead and if you were making the bet now who would your selection be well, you know, the perception is it, I, I kind of want to go against the perception. The perception is Bryce Young, you know, and the Colt and the Panthers are going to be terrible. I, I think Bryce Young is still a good player. I think preseason is a little bit difficult, and I think that he'll get his rhythm going. I saw that Carolina Panthers offensive line play much better last year than it has in the preseason. I expect it to be better, and I think he's going to be pretty good. Now, Adam Thielen got hurt the other day in practice. But let's not rush to everything that happens in week one. Let's not mm -hmm. jump to conclusions. So I kind of went away, away from the Bijan Robinson one because everybody was going to go there. And I thought, okay, well, let me go somewhere where they can win the award. So I went with Bryce Young. Yeah, price five to one on Bryce Young. And I know it's unfortunate because you have the Thielen injury, you have the, the Chark injury as well right now. So not the full compliment that you would want for your young rookie quarterback to have off the start, but it is a long season. So hopefully they're, they're able to get to form. I went a little bit off the grid too, and I guess not that far down considering he's fifth on the odds board. Ten to one. Jameer Gibbs, who we're going to see on display tonight for the first time, Thursday night football, the young running back, number 12 overall pick to the Detroit Lions. Um, we hear from their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. They're going to use him in ways people don't quite think they might. I think he's an overall weapon you can utilize in the pass game. Hence why we've seen even his prop for this game tonight, bet up from mid to low 20s to north of 32 receiving yards today. Um, I don't think a hundred. I don't think a thousand yards rushing is for for the season out of the, this world high for him. I think that that is a very reasonable thing to do. And then adding in 400, 500 yards receiving, it would take a big year. But I think Jameer Gibbs could be poised to do so with the way that Ben Johnson wants to use him. And Michael, I also thought about a flyer on history 40 yeah. to one Dalton Kincaid the tight end for the Buffalo Bills any thoughts there I like it uh, you know I think Dalton Kincaid will be the uh and and perhaps this generation doesn't really remember Dallas Clark when Peyton Manning was throwing the ball to him they were at a 12 team the, the Indianapolis Colts remember they had Marcus Pollard as their tight end and he lined up on the line 
And then they had Dallas Clark, who lined up in the slot and did a lot of things. He was number 44. And I think Kincaid's a lot like Dallas Clark in that role. Now, we know the Colts also went to some 11. They went, they put Anthony Gonzalez in the slot at times. But, you know, when they came out in 12, they challenged you to have somebody who could cover Clark in man-to-man and who could also handle him in the run game. Because when you can run the ball weak side out of 11, per, out of 12 personnel to a, a inside slot corner, you're going to have an advantage, right? They're going to be a smaller corner and you got a bigger guy that can block them. So, and then I think he'll catch the ball effectively. Mm-hmm. I think this is where we're going with the Bills offense. I'm anxious to watch it on Sunday. I think it's what? We got Monday night, Monday yep. night against the Jets. I, I think they'll look more like the Colts when the Colts had Peyton and they had all these players when Tom Moore and, and everybody there was running the offense because Kincaid is really can be the Dallas Clark. He's special. I'm really excited to see how they utilize him. And I know the tight end position because of a lot of those young player inline blocking responsibilities. They don't get a lot of the counting stats, but I think to your point, he's going to be utilized in a little bit of a different way. And it would be historic. A tight end has never won offensive rookie of the year. And I've had people try to come for me and they're like, okay, but my dick could get did it in 1961. Yeah. But the AFL still existed at that point. So the first time in the modern era of football, um, since we have the AP going through And I also will say, um, as we turn our attention here to coach of the year, I am very high on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know you noticed Mm -hmm. that yesterday when for my defensive rookie of the year, I took a 25 to one shot on Joey Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. I've been going back and forth between Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin for this award 20 to one. Can you believe with the success that Mike Tomlin has had in this league? He has never won this award. No, I don't think Belichick's won it either. I don't think he's won it either. You know, it's funny. You know, Scott Pioli won's executive of the year up there, and Belichick's, I don't think, won coach of the year. And Bill's got all the authority in the building. So it's kind of interesting how these awards come out. Look, I think Tomlin should have won coach of the year last year. The job that he did last year of where that team started to where it finished was remarkable, was remarkable. And he's going to have a good team this year. Whether he beats San Francisco opening day or not, he's going to have a good team. And here's what we also do know. His team's going to get better. His team is going to get better. During the course of the season, they will improve. And that's how you measure a coach. Not if they win opening day. Look, Sean Payton's going to make the the, – he's definitely going to make the the Broncos better. I like what he did the other day, telling Russell Wilson, stop kissing babies. At some point, we need your edge. Like, we need you to be a guy that's going to command the room. You know, Sean's not afraid to say what he wants to say. I I like both of them. I went with Pete Carroll because, like you like Pittsburgh, I like Seattle's team. I think Seattle's team's undervalued. I think they'll win this week. But I think this game at five and a half, that number's itching towards the Rams. I know they don't have Cooper Cup. But I trust Sean McVay. I think this is a matchup of two teams that know each other really well, coordinator to coordinator. And usually those games are tight. And I think Pete will do a good job. I'm not sold yet on Seattle's defense. I need to see it because I do think it'll be improved, but it struggles to stop the run against Sean McVay. But I like Carroll for coach of the year. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and for those of you, like there are some benchmarks that you try to meet for coach of the year. You're looking for a team. Yes, I know Brian Dable's Giants won with nine wins last year, but you're looking for a team that's going to get double digit wins. That's likely going to make the playoffs or have a significant turnaround. So I think that, that that's certainly a coach that meets that mold. Sean Payton at nine to one meets that mold. Dan Campbell, your favorite in the market 
slight edge over Peyton at plus 850. Um, but there are a couple coaches, too, with potential turnarounds that could fit narratives. Maybe Arthur Smith, maybe Ron Rivera, even a guy who's on the hot seat right now, if they're able to get yeah. the most out of their team. You know, there are some different angles and perspectives to take on it. These last couple of minutes um, for, for comeback of the year, Michael, I feel like everybody in their mom thinks that DeMar Hamlin, all he has to do is get on that football field and he's going to win the award. That's why he's a significant odds on number. And people think there might be value in that. If there were yeah. to be a name outside of DeMar Hamlin, who do you think it would be? Well, I have Cleveland winning the North. So I went with Watson. I know he won't win the award because of his off the field behavior, which is probably the right thing to do. Hamlin's going to play. Uh, look, Makai Hyde's hurt. He didn't practice yesterday. The safeties for this team are very – and Makai's coming off an injury too, right? So they're going to have to play. They're, these guys in the back end for Buffalo's defense are going to have to play because their two best players, Poyer and Hyde, have been hurt and they're over 30 years old. So if he gets on the field and if he plays, which he will, and he deserves to win the award, I don't doubt that at all. For mm -hmm. a kid that did what he did to recover, it brings faith back in all our lives. But if, if he didn't – uh, my next guy would be Watson because he's got to play good for the Browns to win. I appreciate you giving that caveat, though, because this is an award at the end of the day that's voted on by humans. And so it's hard to imagine Deshaun Watson being able to, despite the success he could have on the field this year, win this award. DeMar Hamlin, minus 285, just because the entire nation was so captivated in that moment when his heart stopped and he died on the field. And to know his story of the, the way that he's been able to come back, I think is really special. I even contemplated, again, we don't know the rules for this award, Michael, but I was like, hey, Calvin, Calvin Ridley, he missed all of last year, but I don't think <laughs> voters did. are going to be like, okay, he was, he was betting on, on sports and doing parlays. I don't well, think Gino he's Smith coming got back. It. Gino Smith got it, and he was on the sidelines. Huh? And what did he come back from? What Not are we playing? coming back from? Tale as old as time when it comes to this award, Michael. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking all things contest when we come back. VP here at Circa, Mike Palm, is going to join us for the final half hour. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This is the week. We've got the first week of the NFL season and the book drop. Our own Michael Lombardi has just written his second book, Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL. And now for a limited time, you can get a free copy of Michael's book when you become a VSIN Pro annual subscriber. Just sign up on a new VSIN Pro annual subscription today and use the code LombardiLine. You'll get that copy of the book as well as an entire year of VSIN Pro access to our daily best bets season prep betting guides, 24-7 video, and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Again, that promo code is Lombardi. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe today. And if you shoot an email to contact at vcin.com, you could get an autographed copy as well. Welcome back into the Lombardi line. Football done right on display as it should be, as well as welcoming <laughs> in our great friend of the show, Mike Palm, VP of Operations here at Circa Resort and Casino. It is the first week of the NFL season, and it is contest week. We are ready to go. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome, Michael. Welcome back. I'm glad to be back with you on Thursdays. Yes. I know you, you had a hectic schedule. Uh, 
getting this book ready to get published and then now lining up your tour, your radio tour, your, your whistle stop tour, all that that's going to go on, right, that coincides with the start of the NFL season. So uh, you've had a lot of irons in the fire. Stormy, of course, had to plan out a big extravagant wedding here that was absolutely beautiful <laughs> at Circa. So it's, uh, it's glad to have uh, the gang back together here. Yeah, excited. Yeah, we got back. five days together. We're going to go Sunday through Thursday, assuming she can make it back on Sunday, you know, from those remote places in the South. But it's good to have you, Mike, back. It really is. Update us on where we are with the contest and the contestants as we kind of get down to the final Saturday at the final hour before people can sign up. Yeah, so the Circa Million in its fifth year, remember last year we got to about 4,700 entries. We had guaranteed $6 million. We were short. Um Heading into today at 4,400, a few more than 4,400 entries, um, I don't think we'll get there. We're going to be short again. There's going to be an overlay. Whether that, I would put the over-under at about 5,300 right now. In total, between the two with Survivor, we did 515 on Tuesday, 776 yesterday, which is typically the second biggest day. Tomorrow, usually the biggest day, the Friday before. Remember, you have until 2 p.m. Pacific time Saturday to get in. Then Survivor, which has grown from 1,000 to 3,000 to 6,000 in its three years. Edition number four, we guaranteed 8 million, um, 77 and change heading into today. We'll hit the 8,000 sometime this afternoon, I would assume. I still think 9,000 is in play uh, for Survivor, which is a... a Favorite contest of the Bonatani family. I know you're, you're I hope <laughs> yes. your dad's in it again. Oh, yeah, we're ready oh, to go. Yes. We're locked uh, and loaded. So, um, yeah, that's where we stand. Very busy sign up days uh, today, tomorrow. Remember, if you're coming to town and you have a proxy, you're going to need a proxy. Get your appointment on Friday if you can. Saturday is such a hectic day for the proxies. Remember, they got to start submitting picks, which are due by 4 p.m. I know the the sign-up cuts off at 2, but most of them stop taking registrations around 10, 10, 30, 11, because they've got to get everybody's picks in. So I wouldn't chance it on Saturday morning. I'd try to line up something on Friday. Why is it yeah. that it takes like so long for people to get involved? Because you, Especially because you guys have the contest opening up so early and you have this whole week. Why is it that Friday is the biggest day for people to finally get in? Well, the answer is simple, Stormy, because opening week in the NFL is now the third biggest weekend in Las Vegas. At least for us, it is. March Madness, Super Bowl, and now opening weekend. And you know what's the fourth biggest weekend, Michael? is now Wild Card Weekend with that great wraparound <laughs> schedule with the expanded, yeah. wild card, expanded wild card round. So, I mean, football is literally dictating three out of the four biggest weekends of the year now. It's amazing, isn't it? And, and, and as I wrote about in Football Done Right, I mean, we owe a lot of it to the, the television. I mean, look, people don't realize, Mike, you probably do, as Stormy's way too young, but Monday Night Football, what it did for the game is remarkable. And what Brent did for the game in terms of the betting element, in, in people in America on Monday night, there was more bowling leagues across the country Everybody went bowling on Monday night. And if you didn't go bowling, you were watching Bonanza. You were watching Rowan and Martin. You were doing that. And once Monday night and Cosell came in your living room, there's no more bowling leagues on Monday. I think, uh, you know, Rune Arledge, obviously, great credit for Monday night football. But, you know, Pete Rozelle, uh, we talk about commissioners. The importance of commissioners can't be undersold and how they've grown sports uh, and what Roselle, you know, people that come from a marketing background that are commissioners have been very successful um, because they know how to expand sports, to bring it to more homes, to bring it to more, in some cases, globally expand the game. But I can't wait to read your book. I know my copy will be on the way. Maybe I'll get it 
uh, early next week. Michael, your first book was terrific. I'm looking forward to reading more about Harvey Hyde. I'm sure you've got a fair treatment of him in this <laughs> he didn't edition. Make it in this one. This one, <laughs> the, he didn't make it in this one, unfortunately. The great Harvey Hyde who started my career, uh, he did not make it in this one. He he uh, He's going to take a back seat. There's other guys that got in front of him here. Speaking with Cosell and Brent and, and what they did for the league, I, I think it's one of the things we don't do a good job of in the National Football League is honor those who came before us. The great Paul Brown, it's his birthday today. Have you seen one rec- one tweet from NFL.com about the great Paul Brown? We would not have the profession of coaching if it wasn't for Paul Brown. I write about it. Paul Brown was the Bill Gates of the coaching profession. He developed the software. He developed the infrastructure. And it allowed everything to go forward. And so we don't do a good enough job of looking back to help that. There should be the, the you know, Stormy and I talked about Coach of the Year Award in the last block. That, that should be the Paul Brown Award. That should be the Paul Brown Award. We should name the awards after some of these great people that have really taken this sport to where four weekends are the biggest weekends in Las Vegas. When you think of it in those terms, this, and it's going to keep growing, Mike. I know we have the pressing three in the second segment. And the whole DraftKings world awaits. But I, I want to draw this comp and see your thought on it. You know, if Andy Reid wins tonight over the Lions, he ties Tom Landry for fourth all time with 270 wins. That aside, I was trying to think about who is the modern-day comp to Tom Landry. And I was thinking about Andy Reid because offensive-minded coach, extremely innovative, the wins, I mean, Reed 269, 154, and 1. Landry 270, 178, and 6. But remember, 53 of those losses came with an expansion Cowboys team in the, in the first right. five years when you talk about percentage. If you count the NFL as its own entity before the Super Bowl, Landry 7-7 seven and seven in conference championships, 2-5 and five in Super Bowls. Let's count those Ice Bowls as Super Bowls, right, uh, with Green Bay. And read two and eight in conference championship games, two and two and super. The numbers are remarkably similar. How about the styles and their impact on the game? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, Landry was a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. He invented the flex defense, yeah. right? And so that was the guy off the ball because he wanted to stop the running game. And then when he goes to Dallas, he called plays. And in the book, I write a lot about him, about every, you know, everybody said he had no emotion. And his answer to the no emotion was, well, I was thinking about the next play to call. I was focusing on the game which is classic Tom Landry. But more than anything, you know, the shotgun formation that we see today started in the 60s with Frankie Albert at the 49ers. And what happened was they went back to play the Bears in, I think, 63, early in the season. And the Bears were 4-0 and and the 49 no, the 49ers were 4-0 and and the Bears were 3-1. and It was a big game. Uh, probably would have been the game of the week. Would have probably had Herbie doing the game had it been back then. But anyway... They were running shotgun in San Francisco, and the great Clark Shaughnessy was the defense coordinator for the Chicago Bears. He developed the A-gap pressure where he sent two linebackers into the A-gap. Never happened before, but the A-gap is the both sides of the offensive center. He sent them both in there and destroyed this 49ers, and the Bears won the game. That ended the shotgun formation in the NFL until Landry brought it back where he figured out how to block that pressure. He figured out how to develop a scheme to handle that. Now, the shotgun has always been in there, but it was a running shotgun, the single wing. The shotgun for a passer was never in place until Landry really brought it back with the protection schemes. Michael, I want to get your thought on tonight's game in the line move. I, I don't believe that outside of a quarterback, with maybe the exception of Justin Tucker, and he's such a one-off, that any 
position player should be warned more than a one-point move. This Kelsey move of two to two and a half points seems to be an overreaction to me. Your thought? Well, I think it's a combination of the two moves. I think it's finally the book realized that Chris Jones isn't going to play. And you take Chris Jones out of that lineup and you take and you take Kelsey, two of the three players of the Chiefs that are the best players are not going to play tonight. That makes them a little pedestrian. And I think there's also this momentum of what the Lions have done. And I've mentioned to people here on the show that this, is this, this Lions team got shut out in Foxborough. This Lions team gave up 350 yards in Carolina. Are we sure they're better? Are we really sure? And I just think sometimes with the Chiefs, when that line gets too high, they haven't been able to cover. They haven't been able to cover. I, I know this, Mike, and I know we got to go in a minute here, but this is the best game the Chiefs can play without Kelsey because the secondary for the Lions isn't very talented, and they need Mosley, and he's not going to play. So it's going to take some time for that secondary to come around. Yeah, and this is a game, I know I said it earlier to you, Michael, but I firmly believe we're going to learn a whole lot more about the Detroit Lions than we are about the Chiefs in this spot with them potentially down two of their top three players or even if Travis Kelsey does play, obviously a compromised version of the chess piece that we're accustomed to seeing here. we got to take a quick break on the Lombardi line. Mike Palm is sticking around. We'll get Palm's pressing three and curious who you think will be the most used contest plays for Survivor in week one. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. 
It's the best Thursday of the year. NFL opening night. Football is back in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 wager on the NFL and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Don't wait until kickoff to get in on the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code Vegas. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. That's code Vegas, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Welcome back to the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni and VP of operations here at the beautiful Circa Resort and Casino. Mike Palm joins us here on the desk. In a moment, we'll get to Palm's pressing three. But you brought up something interesting in the commercial break that nobody's really talking about as it pertains to this Thursday night football game. I've seen pictures from Arrowhead this morning. Some are available on Twitter. It looked really hazy. Derek's brother Greg is there. There's a poor air quality. You just looked up the rating from the Canadian fires affecting that area, the, the, the smog and smoke. I don't think people are talking about it. It may be a factor in tonight's game. Yeah, government it, officials it, rate the air quality as unhealthy out there right now. Yeah, I, and that's hard because, look, we, we know that, as I've said early on the show, nobody's used to playing all these plays. People, players get tired, even though they're in great shape, the wear and tear. And then if the air quality is not good, that can be a problem. Uh, last thing here before we get to Palms Pressing 3, just because you know I am a nut job when it comes to Survivor. Very curious. Like, is, Do you think anybody is going to take teams other than the Vikings, Commanders, and Ravens this week? Do you think anyone will go out I think people will, will take the, the Falcons North? because this, they're so hard for a rookie quarterback to win in the first start. I think people, even though they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite, people might use the Falcons. Even I know, though it's a division game? Uh, I know. The numbers come down a little bit on the Saints with Tennessee. I don't know. Some people might dabble with the Saints, but I mean, I think probably 85 to 90 percent of the picks will be on the three teams you mentioned, with the Commanders being the most popular pick just simply because you have to use 20 of the 32 teams and you're not going to use them again. At least looking out at least three months, you're not going to have a spot to use them again. I know so I much agree. can change. I know so much I, can change just, from now, but it's, it, on uh, paper, it looks too easy. Yeah. I think <laughs> the Jacksonville Indianapolis factor is causing people to not put Washington's card in. Mm. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Is Michael ready? All right. Yes. Michael, question one. It's been exactly 207 days since the Chiefs defeated the Eagles 38-35 in Super Bowl 57 in that slip and slide in Glendale. Which franchise has had the best offseason and which franchise has had the worst offseason? Between those two teams or no, in no. the entire league? In the league. And I'm not just saying from a one-year perspective, but overall, as you evaluate a franchise, who had the best offseason, who had the worst? I think Pittsburgh's had a really good offseason. They strengthened their secondary, which was a problem. They helped their offensive line, which was a problem. And their quarterback's going to start to play at a higher level. I think Seattle's going under the radar. They finally got a three technique of Dramont Jones to come in there and play, which will strengthen their defense. They drafted a corner, which indicates to me they're changing their defense. They drafted a corner, the seventh pick overall, the sixth pick overall in the draft, Witherspoon, who finally is back on the field. Typically, Pete wants to draft corners later because he's playing cover three. I think they're going to change that a little bit. I think those two teams jump out to me as Wow, they below the radar, which is what you want. You don't want the teams to, you know, it's easy to say the Jets had the best offseason because they got Aaron Rodgers. Well, sometimes we've learned that those best offseasons don't manifest themselves into wins. 
Well, and I just love that the Steelers were off the top because I I understand that that division is so tough, Michael, and that you have all four teams that have made improvements this season and they all can't have 10 wins. They can't all make the playoffs right. But the Steelers, I just I get this feeling that that they're going to be able to put things together and have a good year. So I'm excited that, that you had them there. But who, who had the worst, though? Who had the worst offseason? Well, that you know, those are hard to figure out mm. because I think when you look at it, you know, you always say it's cap related. I would say Tampa's had a bad off season because they're so strong with the cap. The Rams have had a horrible off season because they couldn't make any cap moves. You know, they're so, they were so tight on the cap that it's challenging to make anything happen when you're sitting down there, when you're trying to do something, Tennessee swapped some players out. They were tight on the cap, but I would say the two to me that jump off are the bucks didn't solve their quarterback position. If they think Baker Mayfield's going to play better, I don't see that one. And then the Rams, who have no depth at all, they could do nothing all year. They had to, they had to take a flop of the seventh-round picks to get Allen Robinson off their team to the Steelers just to get away from his cap number. Question two, Michael. Big steps forward are expected in at least three NFC cities this year. In Detroit, the Lions are favored to win the NFC North and are a $1.55 favorite to make the playoffs. In Atlanta... The Falcons are a pick to make the playoffs after a 7-10 season last year. And in Chicago, the Bears, who had the NFL's worst record at 3-14, are favored to win eight or more games. Which of these three teams, Michael, will have the most disappointing season? I, I'm going to say the Bears because I don't think the Bears are any good on defense, right? And, and the Bears did not knock it out of the park with their offseason. I mean, D.J. Moore is a nice addition. They gave him a good, good receiver to go with them. But they did not. Their offensive line is a little better. Their defensive line is a little better. You know, they didn't really knock it out of the park. Let's hope for. I mean, that defense struggled last year. They were, they were bad all over the place. You don't lose by 8.5 points per game because you're really doing well. And I understand they have the MVP candidate at quarterback. But the guy's been sacked 91 times. He's turned the ball over quite a bit. He hasn't proven he can throw the football effectively when you have to throw it. I know he threw a completion to DJ Moore on the opening screen and, and Femi got his jersey out and everybody went crazy and your window got locked up with MVP votes. I'm just going to say, I think if they can improve to six wins, that's a great season. So that, that would be the one team that I think would be sp- surprising if they made that move. Look, Green Bay, everybody, every sharp player, everybody's betting Green Bay in this game and Chicago's playing at home. And it's easy for the Bears, I think, to be the biggest disappointment of that group because the expectations have just risen. It's so high. So I, high, I, yeah. I, I wrote in the revised NFL guide, my best bet. You know, I bet the Bears under 7.5 plus 120. Michael, I bet them under 6.5 plus 235. In their last nine games, they only scored more than seven points in the second half once. This is a bad offensive line combined with a bad defensive line combined with a quarterback that's inaccurate. We learned that in the national championship game against St. Nick's defense. Question three. Michael, you have a cornerstone show here on this network. You host a wildly popular podcast. You are one of the most sought-after guests in this space, and you just finished penning your second book football done right so I ask you if you could trade places with any GM in the NFL today who would it be well I would want to go back with Bill again you know and 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 I because I enjoy working with him and I would always want to work in a dome that's always been a dream of mine to be a general manager in a dome because I think you gain a significant advantage 
because you can build a big physical football team and take advantage of the snap count, which is the most important play in football. When you can gain the line of scrimmage as a defensive lineman and you can control the line of scrimmage, you're going to win a lot of games. So the dome helps you do that. But for me, I've learned through life, and I have no interest in going back, that the, the best people that you work with or for are the ones that you see the game the right way and you see the game exactly how it was portrayed. Uh, I, I enjoyed my experience with him because I knew we were always on the same page. Even when we talk today, it, it's fairly, it's, it doesn't have to be, you're doing great and I pat you on the back. We have honest conversations and I think that's something that the NFL doesn't really promote. The NFL has a hard time understanding the difference between devotion and loyalty. They want everybody to tell you you're doing great. And anybody who's loyal will tell you what you need to hear. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that at all. And so I welcome that. And that's what I like the most about working for him. So the thing about the NFL, too, is it, it's a team effort. It's just not one guy. It takes everybody pulling in the same direction. Walsh told me in 1984, we're only competing against eight teams. And I thought it was about the quarterbacks. And really what he was telling me, it took me a long time to figure it out. Only eight teams have everybody within their organization committed towards winning. He's 18 wins short of Shula for all time. Is he able to do that in Foxborough? I would hope so, yeah. I think he's going to do it, whether it's in Foxborough or somewhere else. I mean, you know, the problem when you win as much as they have in Foxborough, people get spoiled. You know, people get spoiled. I mean, Don Shule is the winningest coach of all time, and I write about this in the book, and he's in my top ten. He had Dan Marino, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Joe Montana says he's the best quarterback. Dan Marino, they missed the playoffs four years in a row. Think about that. And, and Shula never got – and the ownership, Joe, Joe Robbie or Wayne Hudson, they didn't blink. We're a different world now today. Awesome conversation today, guys. And speaking of Bill and the book, can't help but notice right here on the back, he says, a master class in the history, philosophy, and art of football from a man who has seen it all in Mr. Michael Lombardi. So really excited. If anybody hasn't gotten their hands on this thing yet, football done right, out now, make sure you do so. Mike, really, really appreciate your time. Thanks for doing Great this. Great job, buddy. Mike. Thanks. We love Back having on you. Thursdays every week. Every single week. Every <laughs> week. Let's go. And and Fridays. Yeah, you're in tomorrow. With, yeah, with Femi and Fred. Exactly. There you go. Uh, well, Keep Femi straight, you know, make sure you keep him straight. And we're going to have Twitter Femi tonight around 8.50. He'll start tweeting some, object. you know, he'll come heavy. And he'll be like Uncle Junior. He'll be coming heavy. And Michael, Femi needs to see more of Mike Palm. It's only natural. That's a wrap. See you guys later. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.